Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gents. This is the boy Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome and international podcast. Good wine and great laughs. Season 6, episode number 2. And today's topic is a heated debate on immigration in America on Dr. Phil's show. You will know shortly the type of wine I am drinking, so ladies and gents, let's get this party started. Let's go! Alright, ladies and gents, once again, this is a boy Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome and international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 6, Episode Number 2. And once again, the topic is a heated debate on immigration in America on Dr. Phil's show. And today is Saturday, January 14th, 2023, and the weather here in Orlandito will be sunny with the highs of 56, lowest of 36. So a cold weather is coming back to Orlando, ladies and gents. You already said that before. I already said that before. When this happened, Floridians dress like a bunch of Eskimos. They take all the clothes they have in their closets. I love this weather because there's no snow over here and I still can enjoy my nice fireplace here at Casa Casanova. And ladies and gents, before I jump right on the topic, I will let you know about the wine of the day here at Casa Casanova. And ladies and gents, I drink this wine before me, this brand. The brand is called Poppy. I had a Merlot that I say here on this podcast, but today I'm trying the Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a vintage, uh, this wine is a product of Chile, a vintage of 2021. And according to the label, it says that located in the heart of Chile's famed Central Valley Grapes Growing Region, Papi's portfolio of wine specializes in classic, young, and varietal styles of wines. Only select hand-picked grapes and a careful winemaking process allow us to present this new best wine. Discover the Papi difference. Alcohol percentage of this wine is 12%. Per volume, ladies and gents, once again, this wine is from Chile. And I had from this brand, I had the Merlot that I love. The best for me is a pop from Poppy is a Malbec, but I cannot find this not sell. Look in all the places here in Orlando, Florida. They do not sell the Malbec here, only the cab and the Merlot. So I had to go up north. In Pennsylvania, states, and New Jersey, 
If you live in those states, listen, you definitely you find this poppy, poppy wine, the Malbec, and the Merlot. So, let's see what this cab is all about. I like the smell of this cab. Normally, you know, the bouquet from the, 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 most of cabs are very, very strong, but this one here, I really like. Ladies and gents, cab, as far as the red wine is concerned, is the, the least that I drink, but, there are two brands that I drink, and now I just will have a third one because this wine is very, very good. Definitely, I give a 10 for the cab, the poppy cab. Excellent wine, excellent. Very tasteful. For those of you that drink wine, red wine, as I do, you will definitely love this red wine right here, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect. You're going to see the picture of this wine on my Instagram as well my Facebook page, Good Wine and Great Lefts by Casanova, and also on my YouTube channel. Today is available for you to see. On my YouTube channel, the image of the bottle of today's wine, ladies and gents. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right on the topic. The reason that I decided to talk about this is because I was looking for what the topic of the day is going to be, but also I'm putting in consideration what's going on in D.C. right now. For those that... Probably, even though if you're not a fan of politics, you probably saw, because it was all the news, that took 15 times for Kevin McCarthy to finally become a, the house, the leader of the house. And also, one thing that I have a problem with was because they, they keep calling him the honorable Kevin McCarthy. My personal opinion about this man that's not honorable about him. And I'm seeing the shift or a whole lot of things that's going to change. But I want you to play first of all this video um, that I found about Dr. Phil's show. I'm going, going, going to listen to the audio, audio too. As well, if you want to see the image of it, under the description of my YouTube channel for today's episode, you're going to see the link, link right there that you can click on the link and watch yourself. You know, so let's pause the background music here real quick. So you can hear this right now. You've probably seen on the news that there have been busloads of illegal migrants 
just being dropped off in cities like Washington, D.C. and the Big Apple. Why is this happening? Some are saying this is a humanitarian crisis, and others say it's just a publicity stunt. This is a big issue, and uh, Robin and I split time between two border states, California and Texas. So we see a lot of news reported about this, and have been to both borders many times in our lives over the years. Now, are these people being forced on the bus or are they offered the opportunity to get on the bus? Well, from what I understand, what's happening with the bus situation is that really, from what the clip said, um, Texas is finding an alternative means to stabilize these four nationals in the United States. And the pressure that's having within their communities and within their infrastructure, they are putting them on the bus and they're sending them to other cities. But I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. Most of the people who are coming to the U.S. border right now anyways don't necessarily stay in Texas. They go to other states. They have friends or relatives. They're, they end up everywhere. So the fact that they're now being transported and put to another city maybe to get those resources, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. How is that working at the border? How, how many of these people are come across the river, for example, and are detained when they come across the river? And that's the major problem that we're seeing right now. When we're discussing illegal immigration, because that's what we're discussing, we're not talking about legal immigration. If somebody wanted to do this legally, like what you just said, they would present themselves at a port of entry. They would say that they have a credible fear or they would claim that fear and they would process, they would be processed accordingly. The problem that we're seeing today is these individuals are not crossing at a port of entry. They're making an illegal act. They're entering the country illegally. And once they enter the country illegally, that's when they're then claiming asylum. Once they claim asylum, they have to be processed accordingly. And then they are given the notice to appears. Um, they are given a documentation, which is a de facto legal status, but it is not a complete legal status. All that says is that they're not amenable to deportation immediately until their court cases run um, through the entire process, unless they commit a crime up until that process. By, by the way, I just want to be clear, when we're talking about this happening at the Mexican border, but these are people from a lot of different countries. Oh yeah, they're coming from the Northern Triangle, they're coming from Congo, India, Vietnam, everywhere. But the majority of individuals right now who are coming to the border are coming from Central America. These are the individuals that we're discussing, right? We're not discussing legal migration, right? We're discussing a foreign national at the border claiming credible fear that they cannot go back to their country, which the Refugee Act allows for. So they're not doing anything illegal. When so you when identify they, them as okay, illegal, that can is, be used that as a slur, wrong. and it's that not is, a right term. That is wrong. When they cross the border between a port of entry, that is an illegal act. It's covered under 8 U.S.C. 1325, which I'm, I know that you're very well aware of. That is an illegal act. Now, the, the fact that they claim asylum after that, yes, mm -hmm. you can do that. But to cross the border between a port of entry is an illegal act, and it is punishable by six months in prison, mm -hmm. okay? So yes, it is an illegal act. Why are they crossing? Why are they, you, so you cannot they, have they, this conversation no, no, without asking why right, are they crossing. You're right, 
But if you look at the stats, only 10% of the people that claim a credible fear actually show up to their final court, court date. That is ICE stats. Okay. Those are ICE stats. The vast majority of them, How long is an asylum case taking right now? The vast majority of those individuals mm -hmm. will disappear into what President Obama termed the shadows of society. The Migration Policy Institute reports that between 03 and 22, so this is between Republican and Democrat, that the, the pending applications have gone from 3 million to 9 million. They're backed up that much. And the cases in front of the immigration court between 08 and 22, they were in 08, they were back 200,000 backed up. In 22, they're now gotten to the point that there are 1.6 million cases backed up. So an asylum seeker, if they do go through a port of entry, if they do want to do this, you're, take a number, you're 1.6 million and one to get your case heard. These, these people that are, are fleeing from countries where they're either cartel or gangs or they sit there and watch their people starve to death, they can sit there for another 20 years and wait for this and the backup will be worse then and they'll all be dead or they do something different. They're desperate people. I, I get that. That's your point, right? Yeah, I mean, average processing time in asylum case, eight years. Right. Eight years it takes to get your asylum case heard. Right now in the U.S., I mean, it's a mess. Immigration in the United States is a mess. Processing times are taking forever. You have court dates that are scheduled until 2025, 2026 to wait. Um, you know, Forget about things that are going on at the embassy, the legal migration. You want to talk about that? It takes 15 to 18 years to bring your brother and sister here. According to FBI Director Christopher Wray, the staggering number of people illegally crossing the U.S.-Mexican border poses a significant security issue that can be exploited by terrorists. Now, Sabina's son, Dominic, was a 911 dispatcher killed 10 years ago when his motorcycle was hit by an undocumented immigrant who reportedly had a history of DUI arrest. She says under Trump, the border was more secure. Sabina, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss, you. uh, first off, that uh, regardless of our subject or topic here, that's a, that's a terrible thing to happen, and I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, so, do you have a tell me how this happened? Ten years ago, my son was a 911 dispatcher for the Riverside Sheriff's Department, heading to work on his motorcycle at 5:45 a.m. when an illegal alien with two felony convictions, one deportation, two DUIs, which he was on probation for, he had no license, no insurance, no registration turned his truck in front of my son's motorcycle and killed him instantly. This is what I have left of my son, his ashes. This is it. I'm a legal immigrant. So I came through the front door. I, I, I did it the right way. I didn't walk into any place and just demanded anything. I earned my right to be here. I earned my citizenship and I'm a proud American. The illegal alien was known by the DA and the, the judge they talked me out of going to trial. I was still in shock. My world had been ripped apart. And they made a deal with him. 
a deal with an illegal alien who just killed a citizen and didn't obey our laws. Um, they gave him nine months and five-year probation, vehicular manslaughter, and he served 35 days. 35 days for the murder of my child. So when I hear people talk about undocumented immigrants, it's a slap in my face and millions of people who stood in line, who filled out paperwork, paid a lot of money to make sure America knows who's coming, who's here. And the sad part is I've met way too many angel moms and dads in the last 10 years, and there will be many more. All right, what do you think about this situation? You know, th that's, that's the chaos that's been happening for a long time. You know, this helps because you got to come together and find out, you know, what the issues are and how do we fix them legally. I was born in Mexico. I came here legally. I was raised on the border. I grew up on the border. I've lived on the border. I work on the border. I've seen the reality of what's happening down there. I have the experience because I've seen it. And I can tell you that Border Patrol agents, when I see them out there, they're the largest humanitarian organization in the country because they're the ones that I've seen go out there and rescue people. I've seen them carry individuals for miles when they're hurt. I've seen agents bring food from their home and give it to the illegal aliens that are crossing into the United States. I've seen them bring things for the kids that are being held in the detention centers. So it's just terrific to paint them with a broad stroke. Um, it, that's what bothers me the most of that, you know, they attack these individuals for that. And we're seeing the chaos that is happening. And it is driven by criminal uh, criminals. It's driven by the cartels. The cartels know what areas they can saturate with large groups. They know that's going to have agents respond to that area, remove them from there. Now they're going to be having to do the processing, the transport. Many times they're having to do the hospital watches. And at that time, that's when they're taking advantage to bring their products across. That's when they're taking advantage to bring individuals with serious criminal records into the United States or those that have committed crimes in the past. That is the reality of what's going on down at the border. You said that you can't paint BP with a broad stroke, but you're painting refugees with a broad stroke, saying that they're all... There's, the stats say that refugees actually commit 50% less crime than U.S.-born citizens. And we have to understand this, that this land that we're on right now is indigenous land. I'm not... Why, no, nobody has ever... Why do white people know that they came and committed a hundred million genocide, a hundred million natives this, died. The, this land is, was, was inhabited for thousands of and years. This is Native the Americans, with Mayans, Mexicas, for thousands yeah, of years, we, white people left England. Why didn't white about, people stay in England? And then on top of that, so the U.S. war on drugs, Who's hearing anybody if you're both talking at once? In terms of coordinated point, and that has to do with the safety of everybody concerned, and maybe I can help with that. Uh, and, and lean into it some, because you make a very good point in making sure there's somebody there to receive, that there's safety, that there's some meals provided, that there's all sorts of things that you guys do, and you do very well, by the way, and thank you for the work that you guys do. No, thank you so much. I mean, and, and we would appreciate for, them to, for us to understand what is really going on. If this was a coordinated effort, it would be very different. They think that this is an opportunity to demonstrate how this nation is a country of immigrants and that we can change the narrative by saying that immigrants in throughout our history have been a benefit to this nation. We are stronger in this country because of immigration, not weaker.
And there's a big difference between illegal immigration and immigration. Oh, and let me tell you, if you look at, if, if you do the math and you look at our birth rate and our projected workforce, uh, we better figure out a way to get these migrants into the country because we damn sure need them going forward. We've needed them in the past. We are a country of, of immigrants and we're gonna need them in the future. Uh, or we're going to have a real uh, void in our workforce. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, we see regularly on, on TV numbers of people that are crossing in Del Rio, Texas right now. When they flood resources with, one, with 500 illegal border crossers, that, that forces the Border Patrol to, to deploy resources to that area. When Border, Pro, border Patrol deploys those resources, it takes those resources out of the field. It creates those gaps in coverage, and that is what allows the cartels to bring in those million people that have been able to evade apprehension. Yeah, because, you know, I've worked with the DEA, and they're telling me that just that they think they seize about 10% right. of what comes across the border, and what they've seized in terms of raw fentanyl uh, that they believe to be trafficked by the Sinaloa cartel uh, is enough to kill every American walking today. Twice. Twice over. Yeah, just what they've seized. And that's, they, they, they just seized a small percentage. If the U.S. government does designate, for example, that cartel as a terrorist organization, and we have the war on terror going on, there are a lot of government resources that can be used to tackle them appropriately than what's happening right now, which is how they're being able to flood in. And they're using the migrants and using the situation to their advantage, and this is what the issue is. So, I mean, you know, not every migrant that's coming in is doing something wrong or bringing something in. I mean, I think we can all agree on Absolutely. that. And it's very sad, and it's very unfortunate when you have really evil people do really evil things okay but closing it and shipping everybody back or closing it and putting it in a detention center is not going to fix your problem either do you have a story or a question for me click the link in the description and tell me what in the world is going on all right ladies and gentlemen that note to your boy Casanova is going to take a quick break when I come back I, I have my two cents to talk about what has been discussed? Yo, boy, Casanova, come back shortly. Once again, this is your boy Casanova in the second and final block of today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. So, related to immigration, I have something to say because I am an immigrant from Brazil, a legal immigrant for the record. So, before somebody keeps talking trash about me, 
I came here legally, on the legal way, all right? It took me a long time for 19... It took me about 10 years for 1999 to 2009 to get my citizenship. So I know the process, how it goes, how length the process is. Now, one is going to talk about the crimes of immigration committed, yada, yada. So to me, okay, let me just take say something real quick. You know, the video that I played, ladies and gentlemen, it was a clip of the whole episode. So there's some cuts of there. So if you hear like, oh, they jump from like, because that was how the clip is all about. It's not like I was start to stop the, 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 the video. Now that's, that's how it is. They, they show a segment and then they jump to another part of it. That's why you're going to see a little bit of difference. You see like, they cut it off, but uh, like I say, it's a 54, almost 50 minutes video from the entire show. So probably you gotta go to the network to see the entire show. And I'll give all the information, the name, everything else, under the description on my YouTube channel. So if you wanted to watch the whole thing, all right, that's one thing I need to talk about. So another thing that I pay attention is the uh, between the guy. The man that you talk, that he was talking to, talking, was Dr. Phil, was a male, white male, and was a female, she, the female is the immigrant lawyer, she's a now U.S. immigrant, immigration lawyer, okay, and then you hear another guy that talk about he lived in Mexico, he's a Mexican, he was born in Mexico, yada, 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 and then there's a, the lady that was talking about when her son ended up getting killed by a legal immigrant, okay? So on that interaction, everybody was quiet and everybody was just uh, listening to each other. Now, when the man, another man, he was in the audience, that he started to bring some real receipts about the whole situation, you know, now everybody's talking over him and nobody allowed him to speak, to present his point until Dr. Phil finally jumped in the conversation and started to break apart because we're talking over each other, nobody can hear. But I don't know if the entire show, I'm trying to find out the entire show. I don't know if they see he was allowed to make his point. And I agree with him because there are certain things that need to be fixed. Number one, Unfortunately, that's what happened in politics. There is one party that's trying to really work on it. And first of all, immigration situation is happening for years. For different from Clinton, from all the Bushes, you know, for Trump and back and for Reagan. It's a, it's a problem that keeps you rolling and rolling and rolling from one administration to another, from one party for another, and it has not been resolved. And so both parties has thought of it. But also, there's one party that used the fear to make sure that you keep scared. Then here comes an immigrant that does a caravan like Trump was running on his mouth. There's a caravan of immigrants that come and they're going to take all of you. Oh, American people, start crying. And that's a lie. You know, bad people 
And people doing evil things common in all countries. Everywhere we go, we're going to see bad people everywhere. Doesn't matter how good the country is. You're going to see some bad people doing some bad things. That's one thing. All right? So you cannot discard that. Now, I feel sorry for the mother that lost her son. And when she was talking about how the system got her screwed, I was thinking about, so I understand your pain, ma'am. I understand your pain as a mother that lost your son. You know, there's no excuse about that. But the same token, you are concerned about what happens to you. But how many black people and other minority that have their family members killed by a police officer or other people, they have the, all the evidence. But then they let the guy go away, just like Zimmerman right here in Florida, when he killed a young boy. They have all the evidence against, against him, and they, they, the jury let him go. So there's thousands and thousands of examples of minority people being killed and slaughtered in this country. There's videos now, there's a bunch of recording, and nothing happened. All of a sudden, the criminal got a slap in the hand, or spent a little bit time, or no time in jail. And that's it. So minority has been screwed for many years. Okay. So, and the guy was getting a valid point too. When you're talking about American, Americans are stolen land, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot forget the slaughter and the atrocities that has been made against Native Americans, against Africans, and African descendants that are being born here in the United States. And all the massacre that happened when black people tried to be their own, and all of a sudden when they are prosper, many massacres happen because white people end up getting jealous of the prosperity of black people or black communities. Another thing too when it comes to immigration, that is excuse about, oh my God, the immigrants are coming to take our jobs. Most jobs that immigrants do right now is jobs that many Americans don't want to do it. Most are coming to landscape work, has come to do with work in the farm, has some job to do that's a very hard work, work in the farm, has some to do on working on the, on the chicken slaughter, or, you know, there's a whole lot of hard jobs, you know, that Americans itself don't want to do it. And this is necessary. We definitely need a lot of people working farms because at the end of the day, now everybody can cry about the price of eggs going sky high. There's a whole lot of videos about people making jokes about the price of the price of eggs, just like somebody selling eggs like they are drug dealers, you know, because now the sky high price of the eggs, so people make a lot of money, you know, on that. So nobody think about that. And Dr. Phil said two points are important according to the the birth rate and the workforce rate that is needed, immigration is needed. Because at the end of the day, like I say, when everybody starts getting starving and the price of things going to increase so high, it's because the farmer, beside all the uh, global warming and the change that is happening environment, also they don't have the people to work on it. 
to have the demands for the farms, for the chicken farms, and for the for the beef and all that. So immigration is necessary in this country. It is necessary. So, but now, now we go to the point that who are willing to do the work? Because one party is focused on keeping the power and be a fear mongering. That they're always going to say, "Oh, immigration, yeah, 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 immigration, immigration, immigration. They are coming. Oh, save your kids, save everybody." But they are not willing to fix on the on the job. The main thing that my personal opinion, I think the idea that could be great was to have. First of all, to have more people, hire more people to deal with this clog system, to go to people for the process, to give people vetted as more as much as possible, and also you should have someone Johnson because in order for you to go to the process, in order for you to be uh, have a, your legal status for work on this country and do a lot of things, you need to do some kind of at least five years contract. To work in farms, to work on on, on agriculture. This this will be your first main job. They're going to help you to expedite your process to get your legal status or your citizenship. After you pay that time, you can then go and work whatever you want to work. You have your legal papers, and you can def, definitely adventure for whatever you like to adventure to. So, that's one thing that could help because also is necessary. It's needed. In any other fields, they need more human labor that is lacking. So, this is the thing that could be helped. And also, I know for sure that the, many farmers would appreciate their help. Because another thing that helps too, because most of the farmers is always family owned. So it's basically the home family, family of 10, 15, that they have to struggle, whatever the biggest size of the family is, to keep their farm because they are, lack, they are, they are lacking workers. You know, so that's one idea. But unfortunately, like I say, and I say this all the time, and I'm going to say until the day I die. Politics is a necessary evil, and everything that happens in this country is connected to politics. So, you need to pay attention who are we electing. You know? So, if you really care about this country, if you really care about what's going on and for future generations... Because one party right now is preaching, you just have two different of the, the majority leader and minority leader. And now Jeff, Hakeem Jeffries is the minority from the Democrats, and he's bringing the heat, he's telling the truth to the people. Meanwhile, now the Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House, he's come from nonsense. Now there's an all issue about this dude from New York. There's unfortunately, he's a Brazilian dude, and I make a, my last episode about this idiot named name, George Santos because probably this is not even his name, more likely. As many lies that he say, at the end of the day, when everything sold out, because people are already asking to see his legal citizenship status and his passport to see what's his legal name. So, ladies and gents, 
It's just, just it's, it's a hot mess. It's a very delicate, sensitive issue that needs to be dealt with. But you also can, you need to see who are really, really willing to be serious about the situation. Politics that are really, really serious about dealing with the situation. Instead, just use immigration as a political stunt to be reelected and to be to keep themselves in power. And on that note, ladies and gents, I would like to thank all of you people that listen to this awesome international podcast. Please keep sharing with all your friends and family. Good wine and great laughs podcast is now coming all the way from the bottom and move straight to the top, aiming to be the number one spot. Please feel free to visit my YouTube channel, leave your comments, subscribe, and click on the like button on all videos that you see because it's going to help this YouTube channel to grow and to increase much, much more with your help, ladies and gents. Also, ladies and gents, now Good Wine Great Laughs podcast has t-shirts from the YouTube, cha YouTube channel Thumbnails. Uh, thumbnails. So you can find, if you like to help this podcast, if you like to purchase a, uh, a t-shirt, just go to goodwinegreatlabs at etsy.com and you're going to see I have five different types of t-shirt that you can purchase. So only $15, 15, not 50, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $15, $